Welcome to the Color of Ideas podcast. I have three concepts I want to talk about today, and I'm going to express them in a summary form right now because I'm afraid I'm going to forget them. First is romance, second is precision, and the third is generalization. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about learning. Okay, in our decades of homeschooling, six children, the youngest was born in 1982, and the, uh, the oldest was born in 1982. The youngest was born in 1994. So you move forward from 1994 to 18 years, and so you got a ton of decades there. I was a busy lady. And one of the things I discovered in homeschooling, which I never learned in school, was that, number one, I love learning. I did not know that about myself. And number two, I particularly enjoy research. And number three, I like to think. Uh, I hadn't adverted to that before. So uh, Alfred North Whitehead was a British mathematician philosopher. He was born in the 19th century and he died in 1947. And as a mathematician philosopher, he had a lot to say about learning. And he came up with those three uh, stages of learning. The romance stage would be that point where a child is encountering something new for the first time. And, And he or she finds it intoxicating. For instance, let's say a child meets a piano, or a child meets crayons, or a child um, meets, um, you know, walking in the park uh, for the first time. Or it can also happen with numbers or writing. It It can happen with anything and everything. And as Alfred North Whitehead showed at the time when he was writing this, these principles, they're not, they're not part of the school curriculum in general. First grade might start on with, if you have one apple and you add another apple, then you, add, and you end up with two apples. And whether it's a workbook or they're actually using apples, you know, it's a concept that the children get and enjoy. But it, it's over in the blink of an eye and you're on to abstract concepts and education in many ways especially early education, turns into fill in the blank. There's one answer, one answer only, and you have to give it when you are asked. Well, I'm mapping this romantic phase onto my life as an artist. That's why I'm talking about this. So when I was 17, it was the summer of between junior and senior year, I made a decision. I guess I was bored, I don't know. I, um, I did have a job, but I must have had uh, additional time that I wanted to use. I went to the library and I came home with a first grade curriculum for art. I wanted to give painting, drawing a try, and I thought, well, first grade, that sounds pretty elementary. I want to start right from, a, from the very beginning with no foundation at all. And the first chapter in that book was encouraging teachers to give their children in the class there uh, complete free access to art materials and without any direction, see what the children did. Now, they were supposed to do that in the first week and then uh, the next chapter, I don't even know what the next chapter was about because I closed that book and I never opened it again. So my life with art began when I was 17, that would be 1967. And 
it was a thrill. I mean, nowhere in my, my life in school at that time uh, could you uh, express this kind of liberty. <laughs> Where are you going? You don't need to know. Uh, what are you going to do? You don't need to know. What's the finished product? What's the goal? You don't need to know. I mean, that, I found that exhilarating. So if this did not you know, flash into my life as this is what you were called to do. This is your passion. Go. No, this was a hobby which I enjoyed, and from on a, from, uh, from time to time, I would paint freely and enjoy myself. Now, when we got married, uh, all of that <laughs> went out the window. I kind of think of uh, you know the old Conestoga wagon crossing the country in pioneer days. They kept lightening up the load, and. Uh, the more children we had, the more of who I was had to go out the window. So uh, playing the guitar, out the window. Uh, making my own yogurt, forget that. Uh, listening to opera, <laughs> that was long gone. Uh, reading, <laughs> when you can catch a moment to do it. Uh, so a lot of my interests, and that included art. It uh, just was not part of my life for 30 plus years. So when I revisited art, I was 62, 2012, bought canvases and paint. Now this time, when I uh, reintroduced art into my life, fireworks exploded inside of me. This was not, not going to be a hobby anymore. I recognized something big is happening. I wasn't sure what it was, but I knew I want to go all the way into this. So from 2012, and for many years following that, I was very much at the romantic stage. I used to think of myself like a five or six year old coming to school with show and tell, you know, just full of enthusiasm and excitement. And I wanted to show my artwork to people, not as a way of saying, hey, look at me, aren't I great? No, but like a child showing a seashell. Isn't this interesting? Isn't this fascinating? Have you ever seen anything like this? And that went, you know, and I didn't even advert to it when it was happening, but looking back today, because this whole thing kind of fell in place today, these stages of learning and my artwork. So I was in that um, romantic stage for certainly five years. Okay, now the next stage that Alfred North Whitehead talks about is precision. Okay, so, and I can see that in my artwork, in this sense that I went from, you could call it, um, scribbling with paint, just smearing it all over the place and having no context, no idea of what was going on, which I greatly enjoyed. Well, I could, I, looking at my artwork, I can see that things were starting to shape up and there was some definition and that I was moving towards blocks of color uh, rather than this wild array. Okay, now that has lasted for a number of years, and that uh, was called precision. Okay, so I, without being conscious about goals, my vocabulary as an artist was uh, developing, and I, I think even the content was taking shape. All right, now most recently, as in uh, this year, um, maybe I could make it even more recent, uh, in the last month or two, 
the next stage in um, Alfred North's um, uh, study of uh, or, or, or talk about learning is generalization. Now, I am looking at generalization um, in the in the way of thinking and reflecting and putting things together uh, about the nature of art, the nature of my art, uh, the direction that my journey is going. And I feel like that's where I am right now. And I'm calling that generalization. I am trying to come to the principles that are guiding me and calling to me. And uh, it's just a, a very fascinating thought. This is the first time that I've ever shared this. I only hit on the idea earlier today. So I'm, I'm just going on about a topic that I, I haven't tied down. And I don't know if I'll ever have it tied down. But I do think that I'm following that path, which I just think is fascinating. And the way it's impacted my life most recently, uh, today, um, I clarified for myself that I'm no longer going to do, excuse me, um, what I call um, book projects. For certainly the last five, seven years of the 10 years I've been painting, I've been doing book projects, repurposing a book, especially the toddler cardboard book, where I would take my uh, markers and cover each page with some stunning work. Uh, this is not a, a craft or something I would put in the hands of a child. I look at each one of these book projects as uh, a traveling uh, art gallery, and a, a, a snapshot of my life at that time. Now, the thing is, I have finally admitted this to myself, that these cardboard books are just not a good art material for me. I'm using high quality markers, but they take time to dry. And even when they're entirely dried, if you put that book away for a while, you know, like months, and you get it out the second time, uh, the pages can be stuck together. And that means a mess when you pull it apart. And the paint itself can chip off. So I have finally been able to decide, Carolyn, stop doing these book projects. So they're so handy. It's such a handy size. And I like using these markers that I have. So I just decided this yesterday. Instead of doing the book projects, I'm going to buy mini canvases. So I bought three from Walmart just, just yesterday. They were five by seven inch. So last night I started a five by seven inch. Now I didn't finish it, but I'm, I'm thrilled with the, the beginning. And I've ordered online some more, even smaller ones, you know, like two and a half by three and a half. It, there's some fraction, I don't know, it's close to two inch by three inch. And, and they're stapled, a little stretcher frame. And I'm gonna give this a try. So uh, I look at this as a generalization. I've, I've come up with a principle and I've made a, a, a conscious decision, I'm not going that direction, I'm going this direction. And in the past, I, I didn't, in the beginning of, of, of my painting, uh, I didn't have anything like that. Just keep getting larger canvases and put up on the canvas whatever you want 
there, there was no goal, there was no journey that was uh, clear. But now I'm, I'm getting more focused and I'm also getting more diverse. This thinking aspect, I'm applying it to painting and art and why am I doing this and what's coming out of this and how does it relate to my life? I've, it's a very rich ground. And then there's also the whole thing of truth and beauty, time and eternity. I relate all of these to art. And that's taking me to bigger thoughts as well. So my writing is beginning to, well, my thinking is expanding. And as a result of my thinking expanding, I'm starting to write more. And so again, I'm looking at this in, in light of generalization. So I wanted to share all of this and I'm gonna repeat these three stages again because I think it's quite fascinating. I found it extremely helpful in homeschooling children. Our approach to homeschooling is sometimes called unschooling. Uh, you you uh, see where the child's interests are and you encourage them in their interest and they will be hungry to learn. And guess what? You need to read and write in order to learn more about this topic you're excited about. And, and as far as calculation and math is concerned, most children want that. Reading, writing, and arithmetic is not something that we ever had to impose. I mean, children know that this is where power is and, and this is where excitement is and they want to go that direction. Uh, it, I kind of compare it to, you know, the infant uh, and the mandate to walk. You know, first they crawl usually, then they walk. And with some children, that process is well in place by the time they're seven or eight months. They're already walking. Okay, and for other children, the, the gold coin is speech. So I, I know two-year-olds who were so fluent and so developed in their speech. I, when, I, when this first happened in my life as a young, young mother, I thought, well, that, that child's gonna be a genius. Well, it turns out that, you know, that it doesn't work like that. It just meant that was calling their name and they went there first but it, it doesn't mean the child's a genius. It just meant, you know, that's what they majored in. We had a, a, a we have a daughter who uh, at two and three, you could see that she was drawn to physical aspects. So she was trying to do uh, cartwheels at two. And by the time she was three, she was trying to do a, a spinning kind of cartwheel on her head. And that's when I decided, well, we've got to put her in gymnastics because she's going to kill herself. Okay, so that became um, a real thing in her life. That was her calling. So by three, she was in a very serious kind of roller skate, you know, the lace-up shoe, and was a pro. This is before rollerblades. And, uh, you know, so it's just different with different children. And we embrace that in, in schooling, if you can call it schooling, because really it was living. And, uh, each child, in order to become who they wanted to be, they needed these skills. We had another daughter who was way into horses. Well, way into horses meant lots of reading and lots of calculation and, and lots of classes and, and lots of study. And so it, it took her on her journey. And each one of the children, it, it worked like, it pretty much worked like that. And now I'm seeing it play out in my own life. What a surprise. I find this positively intriguing that I'm working through the stages. I had my years of, 
of the romantic. I had my years of precision, and now I'm kind of uh, in this point where I'm, I'm bringing it all together. I'm trying to make sense of it, and I'm looking forward and, and deciding I'm going to go this direction because I want to get over there. So wanted to share these things. They're, they're not fully formed, but uh, they're filling my thoughts at the moment. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Catch you next time. So long. Thank you.